happening people it's another friday another edition of the urban law show how is everybody happy friday happy friday y'all it is a happy friday kennedy so nice to see you looking all fresh <laughs> over there all uh nice to see y'all too <laughs> you know making up a word but you got it going on so uh i know i'm just gonna start off with i know we had the bomb threats this week let everybody know that the, However, all things are on campus. Um, everything's been on campus. You know, um, we were they were able to get the bomb threat that morning. Uh, somehow I couldn't sleep, so I woke up early in the morning and we got it off of our JSU Safe app that it was a bomb threat. But they were able to fix it that like it was like five o'clock in the morning, and so that's why we resumed back on to regular operations that day. But overall, we're all making sure you're being. Aware of your surroundings, really. Kennedy, we're getting some feedback from you. So if you are on uh, Facebook as well, live or something else, something else, we're getting kind of double feedback to audio sources. So maybe your phone, maybe something, but it's picking up that background. Okay. Charles, you hear that as well? I do not. Oh, well, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just the Maybe I'm just the morning. Right, you know, you know, we've had ice. Kennedy, you should be glad you're not at home because we've had ice. And, and yes, my parents for two days and, and, and camped in the house. So I think everybody in my house is getting on each other's nerves at this point. But, you know, I think I'm, I'm gonna go out and slide down the ice in a minute. Let's get no, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't need <laughs> no, no. No, don't do that because you, you you're a little bit too old to be trying to get hip replacements, knee replacements, <laughs> and all that stuff. Don't, don't do that. You're right, you're right. That is a bad idea. Yeah. Let's say you, Charles, on a Friday. Oh man, it's been all work. It's been a busy Friday. Been a busy week. Um, <laughs> week. Yeah. I've seen a little bit of everything. And speaking of weather, so I know you're getting cold weather right now. Um. We are extremely cold. It just kind of blasted in. So, like yesterday, it was it was like 51, 52, and all of a sudden it just went out. <laughs> it just, I mean, really, it's like now it's supposed to be like in the 30s, in the teens. It's all this crazy stuff. And I don't know, man. Well, you know, we typically get it first and we send it and we send it to you. Uh, well, can, next time, keep it. We don't. Yeah, well, look, it's thirty-four degrees right now, and that's the warmest we've had in a couple of days. Like it's been, it's been nineteen degrees, twenty mm. degrees, mm. you know, seventeen degrees. So I mean, like it's thirty-four, and we acting like it's it's Prince in nineteen ninety-nine. I mean, it's you know, yeah, that's rough. That's rough on the south. Um, yeah, right. it's thirty-one degrees right now. Yeah. Well, 31, 32 degrees all day. But is it dry? So it's okay to be cold if it's cold and dry. But when it's cold and wet and you get the ice. It's a lot of moisture in the air. The ground is saturated. Um, so it's not setting up to be good. So hopefully it'll warm back up quickly. Yeah. Because you know what's next. Jackson water problems. I do. And you, you guys don't need that. No. No. <laughs> Please no. Please, no. I know that's. Kennedy, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the show back over to you to drive us and keep us on schedule today. So well, I was about to say before you turn it over, though, that's one of the topics Kennedy had on her list, <laughs> and you can understand like she's becoming a real native of Jackson because any weather change and everybody's like, well, what about the water? <laughs> yeah, yes. you would appreciate this, right? So it got it, it's gotten cold. And we've had ice. So you want to know what everybody think in Dallas wants to know? How the grid is holding up. Right. Blackouts. Are we going to have power? Yeah. That's all, that's all that's on the news stage. That's all you want to know. What what what, what, tests out, what the grid is saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, my friend um that stays like near in the city of Dallas, really. I want to say she kind of st stays near um UTA. She was out of power yesterday. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> hey, look, so far we've been we've been good and had power. I, I just don't want no more to roll in blackouts because they 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 don't roll. <laughs> so, yeah, man, you got that right. Uh, so Kennedy, now it's back to you. <laughs> I, all right so actually what i first wanted to get started on this past um this early this week it was signing day and i don't know if you guys saw the video of the grambling state signee um his name was if i'm not mistaken i didn't really care to see his name because he decided to put on our hat and our shirt and throw it <laughs> But his name is Marquise. He just recently uh, signed to Jackson State. I mean, no, he recently signed to Gremlin State. But for the audience who didn't see, like, the video, he decided to pull, I guess, a Travis Hunter, but it really wasn't as cool. It was kind of lame. He had on a Jackson State shirt, and he had somebody throw him up the hat. When he put on the hat, he decided to throw the J hat on the ground with disrespect. So you, don't, so you don't know the, so you don't know, you don't know the backstory. Okay, but listen, before you say that, Dion's son, Shador, decided to provide some nice evidence with screenshots and DMs. That's the crazy thing about social media. And it says how he tried to act like that, but really, we never offered him to sign. So he was acting out. He was, he was, he was acting out. He was disappointed. Which he was disappointed. Here's what, I, here's what I will tell you about that, Kennedy, because I've gone through the recruiting process uh, Many, many times with kids I've mentored and with my own child, uh, and I'm going to have to go through it again here in a couple of years with another one. Um, it's an emotional roller coaster when you are about to sign with your dream school only to find out they don't want you. It is. It is. But that don't mean you use us as clout to help it, you. He wasn't using it as clout. That was his way of, of – uh, showing his disappointment it wasn't about clout and you know it's sad but you know that's life I hate well to we, we have to remember too guys you know and 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 charles knows going i feel like i walked right through that with him um he's a 17 18 year old kid and and this is a lot of pressure they've always been the top dog at their school in their district in the area Things have come easily. And now for a lot of them, this is the first major setback in terms of athletics. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's a huge setback. And so when you think about it, and, and I, I know all too well about what happened, because I'm going to give you some more context. That was at Lancaster High School, yes, right? Yes, mm -hmm. um, Texas. Um, I know more than, more than I wanted to know about that one, because that's the one Charlie mentioned earlier in the week. I was supposed to go, but I didn't go. <laughs> But um, but I think Banks did. And so here's the thing. I get why he did it, but at the end of the day, what he'll learn, you don't give bulletin board material for somebody you're going to play. Now, that's going to come back to bite him. But I get why he did it. It was just frustration. It was frustration because we all know, and he knows, the reality is he wanted to go to the Jets. Why else go through the trouble of putting it on underneath, right? Hello. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. We all can't be on the winning team, and that's fine. But don't let stuff like that come back and bite you because when it comes down time to game time, it don't matter about the stats. It doesn't matter about the records. That's one thing I do like I like about the swag. It doesn't matter how big your name is. When it comes to game time and what you put them click them pads on them cleats is what you can put on that field. So you're doing all that talking. Some people going to come back. But you know what? Here's what I say to the young man. I really wish him well. As an athlete, I say, all right, young man, you didn't get the result you wanted. Now go ball and make people regret. The right. Exactly. This, is, this so, is time to create that opportunity for himself. Yeah. But here's what I would tell you the flip side of this, Kennedy. Even though he threw the hat, and it's my hat too. So I get where you're coming from. <laughs> right. Um, I understand where you're coming from. But put this in context. Put this in context. Everything Mr. Peter said is true. Everything he said is true. But he had to go buy that hat and shirt because he thought he was about to sign with 
Jackson State University. And we offered him preferred walk-on status. You know what that means? <laughs> you walk can earn on. a scholarship. No scholarship. Walk on a, yeah, walk on and try to earn a scholarship. Try. No money. Yeah. In those messages, he was asking about his national letter of intent. That's mm -hmm. the scholarly. He wanted a scholarship. He needed a scholarship. And guess what happened? Guess the end result. Look past is. the throwing of the hat. He got a scholarship. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Got a scholarship. He can continue his career. And here's other opportunities. He has an opportunity, like I said, and this is just a sports venue. He has an opportunity. Now I'm wearing a chip on my shoulder. I made Jack, Jack State regret that decision. Yeah. That's just how, as an athlete, you got to turn and use that as motivation. Very true. Nobody lost in this. He got a scholarship, and that's the beauty of it. And so, good luck to the young man. And here's the other thing from a business side. Every time you throw the, you can't throw the J head if it's not on the table, baby. So every time you want to give me press and more marketability, I'll take it. Because <laughs> nobody talking about the fact he went to Grammar as much as they talking about the fact that he threw the J. Hello. So, I, hey. <laughs> more respect home. But now, what we all have heard and what a lot of us students have been complaining about, I cannot believe Jackson State is not participating in the Southern Heritage Classic. It breaks my heart, especially on my senior year. I would not be able to see them, and it hurts. But I had to tell a lot of my friends before they kind of got upset. I said, it's not all Dion's fault because everybody got on Dion. Dion, why would you Dion? I'm like, it, it's not. Dion doesn't have that much control. I said it's really more of the SWAC's decision and our athletic director's decision. <laughs> so I wouldn't even I wouldn't even add in the SWAC. Here's what I will tell you. Mm -hmm. Over the past 30 years, Jackson State has made roughly six million dollars off of this game. Wow. That's not enough. Not, not enough. So somebody yeah. got money. Wait a minute, Charles. I think you I, I want you to go a step further. That's gross. That's not net. Oh, I'm just getting started, Peter. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting started. Let me warm up. He said, let him warm up. Yeah, yeah I'm just getting started on this one because I, I feel for you, Kennedy. I really do. But you had 30 years to go. I And I wanted my last year. I mean, I've gone multiple times. But I just thought my senior year, I ended up with a bang. Well, you saw the last of it. You've already seen the last two. Because I looked at the numbers and some of the funds that they provided. So this is what makes that classic great. Is that you've got Nashville, you've got Jackson in Memphis. The problem with that is Nashville and Jackson have to get to Memphis. So that's out of that $6 million, they provided a peanut of a money for the Sonic Boom to travel. And everybody knows that the boom rolls deep. That means you have to pay for buses. You got to pay for lodging. You got to pay for food. Yeah. By the time you get back to Jackson, you're, you're broke. <laughs> and that shouldn't be. Especially when the promoter is walking away with a seven-figure payday. Every year for at least 25 years. So, no, I hate it for you, <laughs> but change is inevitable. And this change should have been done a long time ago. Very because, true. Because Mr. Peters took a, a, quite some time to explain to us about money programs and non-money programs. The biggest show going that generates funds for Jackson State University and athletics is football. Probably followed by the boom. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you want those two units to perform for peanuts. No. So, no, you won't get to go to Memphis. I know, I know. I had to explain what? to my friends, though. I even had to explain them the situation with the um, Boombox Classic. I said, really, both schools are going to walk away with more money than they did before. So yeah. I understand. I just feel bad for some of my peers that have never been to the classic. I was like, wow. Guess what? They can go on YouTube and watch it. It's there. Yeah. 
And take 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 heart in this. I understand everybody's fretting about the tradition of going to Memphis, but the, the biggest tradition that you should be worried about taking care of is taking care of home. The vet is home. So they can get to see the vet in all of his glory because I would imagine that every home game will be a sellout. And it will be an atmosphere like no other. So tell them to get ready to get their season tickets or use their, or use their student ID to get in every time. How are y'all getting in these days? Or better yet, go work for Coach Prime. He's, he's looking for people to work for him. You can travel with the team to every game they go to. Yes, sir. I get in free with my student ID. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And for the people in the back that's complaining about the Southern Heritage not being there, if we don't lift the brand, which when you first started coming on the show, I told you about the need for a television contract, right? Yes. Uh, that's that's paramount to getting there. It's taking control of your finance, taking care of your own marketing. If you take care of your financial house and, and put your product in the best light. So Jackson State's overall football budget is right at $3 million. Mm. We should be making that almost two, three times a year. Triple that, yeah. Right. Can't yeah. do that. Can't do that if you tie it into the Southern Heritage and the promoter is walking away with all the cheese. Yeah, and I and I think, you know, here and I think you're gonna hear more information come out as time goes on. I, I just want to remind people we have a very accomplished AD. Yes. That has turned programs around and made money at programs. Uh, uh, one that we face <laughs> quite often and face in the SWAC championships. We have an accomplished president who's also an attorney. <laughs> so, um, what I'm saying in, to that is, and then we have uh, a lot of history tied to, to Tennessee State throughout athletics, athletics, academia. Those schools are tied together in so many ways. In fact, the very person that recruited us works for Tennessee State now. Uh, yeah, all that may be true, Liz, but I don't think they're fooling with us right now. But, well, they, they might not be right now. But the way let, me, but let, me say, let me say this to you. Don't be surprised. I'm just going to say this. Uh, don't be surprised if you might not see the Southern Heritage Classic, but what Jackson State is doing for that game, whoever steps into that game, they're going to be in a position now to demand more than what was ever paid before. Nobody's going to want to go in there and just lose money. And there's only a few schools that can do it that actually have a significant drop. What made Jackson State, Tennessee State so much was the drop. Well, yeah. I'm going to disagree so, with you there. You need, to, you need <laughs> to be specific about that because <laughs> I just looked at their attendance and I said right. it to you. Well, they don't go to football games. It, well, well, let, let me say this. They don't go to football games in Nashville. <laughs> they go to one game a year, and that's the Southern Heritage Classic. Well, yeah, you're going to have to find <laughs> somewhere else to go. So, <laughs> so now, why I understand their anger. Their anger is because that game probably significantly impacted their budget because it's the only one that made money. <laughs> when you look at the average attendance, if you take out that game, it's under ten thousand a year. Ten thousand a game. In fact, it's it's not even ten thousand a game. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Do not come on the Urban Lunch Show giving bad information. You can add in the Jackson State game that was forty-eight thousand people. You can add in the Mississippi State game that was forty-eight thousand people. And you can add all the rest of and it's still by mathematical equation. <laughs> Good old-fashioned division. Your average is going to come out at 7,000. <laughs> wow. Yes, sir. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Charles. I told you, Mr. Peters, he's good you're at telling me, that. You're telling me if I take the two games that had over 40,000 in attendance, that they still don't average 10000 a game? You're going to make me pull out my receipts. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I got it here. You did send it to me. I'm going to call it. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. 
It, it, they had 14,000 people at the Grambling game. Yeah, I, go ahead. Let's go through that. Hold on. Let's let's. Let, I'm gonna let you do that. Go through that slowly so everybody can understand why Tennessee State is so upset. Go ahead. Fourteen thousand six hundred eighty-two at the Grambling game, and that game was played at a neutral site, right? I would imagine that so. Was Hall, that was a Hall of Fame game. That game yes. was played in Canada. Yes. Okay. That was played in Ohio. Oh, Jackson State. The week after that, forty-six thousand one hundred seventy-one. That was played in Memphis. Okay. So then you go from there to Kentucky State. 2,513 people. <laughs> Southeast Missouri. 3,896 people. Wait, 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 wait. Don't say 38. That make it sound like it's even more than this. Just go and break it down. 3,896. <laughs> Austin P, 7,211. Tennessee Tech, 2,420. Eastern Illinois, 6,327. UT Martin, 3,712. And they played Austin P again for whatever reason. They played them twice. <laughs> 2,531. Guess it wasn't that good the first time, so they dropped down the second time. And then Mississippi State on November 20th, 46,770. So, no. No, sir. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's another thing. One of those games was actually homecoming. And they had, and I think it was the Murray State game, if I'm correct. I could be wrong. I think it was the Murray State game. In the East. But, yeah, it was the Murray State game. And they only had 8,627 people attend their homecoming. Wow. Now, so, if I'm not mistaken, they're playing their home games in Titan Stadium, right? Yes, because I've been. NFL Stadium, beautiful stadium. That ain't even enough people to fit, fill out a section. Sit <laughs> wherever you would like. And you know what's crazy? I actually did go to a, um my freshman year. I did go to Tennessee State homecoming with my best friend because she's from Nashville. And I was like, wow, this is a nice stadium. But it also made me realize it's not a lot of people here. Right. <laughs> we weren't able to really sit, even though we had a we really couldn't sit wherever we went. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, maybe they should work on that instead of being <laughs> mad about Jackson State demanding what we are worth. If you don't, I mean, if you don't I know your worth, you will get peanuts. Very and true. we are finally in a position to take our program to the next level. And yes. we have a forward-thinking athletic director. Yes. And we have a coach. And his theme song throughout his whole career was, must be the money. <laughs> Listen, instead of getting peanuts, we're going to get filet mignon this time. So, so. I think what's happening is for a lot of American, particularly black America, that wasn't really understanding the business model of classics. Um, so, so when you have a classic where you have a, a business model where there's a third party that's controlling the classic, if you don't negotiate that thing well up front, that they make the money, not you. Yes. <laughs> So what happens is, in a lot of these classics, what they're coming to find historically, it takes a lot to put on a football game. It's a lot of expenses involved, but you've got you only get what you negotiate. You ain't so if they got thirty thousand, they got fifty thousand, they got sixty thousand show up. You only get what you negotiate, and so now people are seeing that ugly business side, and I think all HBCUs are getting much more smarter. And now they're starting to demand what they're worth. And I think that's the message to all fans. That's why you've got to go and support your team, not just vocally, but butts in the seat and buying tickets so that now you can demand more. If you, The reason why Jackson State can demand more, and even now, we're in a different we, – look, we were good before, and we led the FCS before, but we're in a different market now. Yes, you know, sir. It's like when you got that promotion, and – and they doubled your salary. Well, you're in a different tax bracket. So the IRS is going to say, <laughs> come here. 
I need a little bit more. Right. I need a little bit more. Fica, Fica, Fica gonna come calling you. I need a little bit more of that. I need a little bit more. You don't get to pay the same. And so now you can't get Jackson State for peanuts. And there's a lot of HBCU, other HBCUs that's gonna say the same thing. You can't get me for peanuts. I can do better at home. Okay, so I have a question for you, Leslie, because it was it was the whole of Jackson, Mississippi, and the whole of Baton Rouge, of Louisiana, that were in an uproar about the Boombox Classic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not realizing the type of power that signing that Classic up was going to give those two schools. So now they can take that same model to the Southern Heritage Classic and say, up my rate, or I'm pulling out because I know I'm worth more. Right. That's a part, that's a part of the new dynamic. Creating yes. Yeah. And here's the other dynamic. To a promoter and a third-party promoter, now what it's saying to you, you, you better go get more from that city that you're bringing a lot of money into. They're going to have to put in. You can't just receive. And so when you look at the city of Memphis, city of Memphis wasn't, wasn't contributing to that class. You're going to have to put in more. Birmingham said, guess what? And Birmingham is not as big as Memphis, but Birmingham said, guess what? I'm going to do this and put together a nice package, and that serves as the model. You've got to make sure that the economic engine that's bringing all those people to town, that that economic engine is happy. And so I fought the promoter. I fought the city of Memphis. You are the reason the classic didn't go. And I think what you will also find is this comes out. Jackson State didn't just throw this on them. These discussions have been in place probably for over a year or two years. Since the last classic, probably. They knew when we played the last one that was going to be our last one if we don't renegotiate. It's chess, chess, not checkers. Right. We didn't just wake up and say, Tennessee State, you're on your own. They knew. Tell you how how I know they knew. Because one of the biggest sponsors of that game is who? FedEx. Yep. Uh, yep. And I'm yep. not talking out of turn because if you watch TV, then you know. It's all, yeah. <laughs> who has who has President Hudson been with pretty much all week last week? FedEx. FedEx. Mm-hmm. So everybody knew. Everybody. Anybody who needed to know. Wait, I got a news flash for you. <laughs> not only, here's the other thing people don't realize. President Hudson and Dr. Glover were together with FedEx. That's what we love about the swag. <laughs> That's what we love about the swag. But since we are on the topic of funds and knowing your worth, so it has been in plans. Uh, even our last show when we were talking about how the water issue has been a reoccurring issue for years um, and how we also mentioned how the EPA has decided to tell the city of Jackson, you need to figure out how you're going to allocate funds and figure out a plan sooner or later. It kind of lit a fire in the state of Mississippi. So recently, this past week, um, a bill that would allocate $40 million to help Jackson rebuild its crumbling water and sewer systems passed in the House today, in the House on the way to the Senate. Um, The vote was, it passed on a 112 to 7 vote. I don't even know why it was a seven uh, vote. But nevertheless, this plan, the purpose of this bill really is to just measure the funds out and it's going to set aside a special amount to address Jackson would be required to submit a plan to the DFA and the funds of that nature. And it's going to be to different areas of the water infrastructure. It didn't really go into detail as much, but they also have to have another plan to present it to the DFA soon. So it is some progress in the um, Jackson water crisis, slow but surely. But I am, I'm hopeful, but I'm not really having high expectations. That's how I feel. Only because granted we have $40 million. This is like a billion dollar project that we need to work on. It's not something that could just be fixed overnight. And it's not something that can just be magically it'll be there. Um, also, one thing that I did want to announce is that the plan would have to include a description of the projects and the cost of all the projects and the expected start and finish date and the description of any other funds available to cover the cost. 
any funds deposited in the account that was given, well, the money that will be given to the um, Mississippi Department of Finance and Administration, but any funds that's deposited in that account will be spent by January 1st of 2027. So that's why I feel like I'm hopeful, but I know it's not going to be speedy change because that's another five years, if so. But I did want to give people update on that. Hopefully, Dr. Irvin, we won't be like this maybe next year. <laughs> who, who knows? But we'll see. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, that plan is going to have to be submitted here shortly. So that that you're out. That 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 amount is a band aid, but it's a start. And yeah. So they have to start somewhere. And, and I agree. It is a band aid, and it is a start. The only guess, I guess, the only issue that I have is. When was this band-aid or this start actually going to start happening, if that makes sense? If it wasn't for your, you know, the higher-ups lighting a fire under your butt, were you going to let uh, a whole city go without water or have water issues continuously for decades? Like, when was it going to – that's the only thing that kind of is – I mean, yeah, that's good, but it's like, why applaud a fish for swimming? That's what you were paid to do. That's your job. So – yeah, but the state of uh, the state of Jackson's water is so bad that uh, it didn't just happen. It's like eating a whole bunch of Twinkies. It doesn't happen overnight. But you wake up one morning after that 100th box and you realize my clothes don't fit. <laughs> so now we realize our water system does not fit. <laughs> After the 100 box of Twinkies. Yep. Uh, yes, we'll see about that. But also what I wanted to go into, and this was a topic that I thought um, it was honestly disturbing. And that's why I kind of made the topic of are we going steps back just because of, you know, our recent being uh, signing out of the Southern Heritage Classic, then this water bill, which is great and all. But what are we actually going to see to now? Um and Dr. Irvin, I really would like your professional opinion on this situation, but no knock warrants. Once again, and it's almost like it's, you're beating a dead horse with this police department and with the Minneapolis Police Department because the same situation, just like Breonna Taylor, happened earlier this week. So Amir Locke, who was actually the victim in this deadly shooting, he wasn't even in the search warrant. There wasn't even somebody that they were searching for. But a no-knock warrant is basically you can just put the key in the door and you can announce that you're, the police can announce, like, we're entering the door. And without, you don't really need any explanation. That's basically a no-knock no warrant. The Minneapolis Police Department thought that this would be better to decrease the outcomes and have better outcomes. But if anything, it just made it even worse because this is someone that shouldn't have passed away. It's, it's another Breonna Taylor incident. They should never went into his home. Not only that, just for a lot of certain reasons. Reasons. Um, in the video that was shown on CNN and um, from the body cam footage, he was laying down with blankets, but he did have a gun in his possession. But at the same time, they said hands up. And when he was trying to put his hands up, it was too late. <laughs> they already shot him. So it is sad. Obviously, they're going to the police department. Um, the family's attorney and the prosecutor is going into further investigation and reevaluating the evidence. But I, Dr. Urban, I don't really help help me understand the purpose of an actual no knock warrant. It isn't even better to, like the uh, department, the chief of the Minneapolis Police Department, she was trying to have better outcomes with this type of policy, but. How is this even better outcomes? What's the purpose of no knock warning in the first place? It should be for exigent circumstances, meaning it, it needs to be for emergency circumstances only. Uh, you know, because there's a high probability and it's well documented that you can go into the wrong place. And from that point, think about it this way. The officers that are executing they're amped up. They're almost at the point of no return because they're about to surprise somebody and they don't know what's on the other side of the door either, so it's a surprise to them. That is risky business when there are guns and ammunition involved. 
because the slightest misstep, as you said in this case, before he could even comply, it's over. It's fatal. So it should be for exigent circumstances only. Some agencies like to use them because of the element of surprise. But even in that, poor planning, a mistake, human error, wrong address, or a number is out of place, anything. And this is what you get. So it should be for exigent circumstances. Do you feel as though this is going to be the type of policy that's going to be reevaluated after this? Because like the police department, the chief of the police department stated that the city of Minneapolis told the public that it is limiting the use of no-knock warrants to limit the likelihood of bad outcomes. But from <laughs> this example right here, this didn't limit any bad outcomes. So do you feel like this will be under review? And do you feel as though this might spark another phase of protest in the city of Minneapolis because they're still emotionally recovering from the murder of George Floyd. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. The likelihood of it going away is policing techniques have been taught one way for decades. And so part of changing policing is changing the way it's taught which ultimately comes down to what the policy looks like and who's holding who accountable. It's one thing to, to give lip service to say, we're not going to execute no, no knock warrants except for certain situations, but the practice within the department, the practice, not just from the chief, but to his uh, lieutenants, his sergeants, all the way down to patrolmen, Everybody has to buy in if they don't. If that's if, the, if your policy is going to be they're only going to be used in this particular circumstance, then people need to be held accountable for not complying with that. Understand. And then my last question is: So, are no knock warrants legal in Mississippi, or like you said, it's only for certain circumstances? I honestly have not looked at no knock warrants in Mississippi, Kennedy, so I don't want to give you bad information. Mm. But it's accepted case law. So they're not just, it's not something that they made up. <laughs> oh. It's been around for a long time. Okay. Okay. I think I think the public would be surprised about what's actually on the law. <laughs> Um, and, and I always say that, start with your own city. You'd be surprised about what's on the law book, law book with your own city ordinances and laws. You, some of the stuff that's on there would shock you. And some of the stuff is literally on there because nobody ever revisited it to challenge it or change it. But it's on there. And, okay. you know, and it will shock you. So I think we have to, to stop being so laid back about understanding what is the what are the rules to the game. You know, it's kind of like the perfect segue, Kennedy. When we, when we talk about credit, what are the rules to the game? There's no way you can play the game if you don't know the rules. There's no way you can come out victorious consistently if you don't know the rules to the game. It's like playing the lottery. Somebody going to win, but a whole bunch of people going to lose. So <laughs> you, that's why the chances are so high, right? And then when you even look at the people that win, most of them, no matter how much money, you still go broke. Very true. So we have to understand the rules again because they don't understand the rules of having that much money. <laughs> and so I think, you know, with, with all of that, with the laws uh, and things that are pertinent, we have to research and find those answers and educate each other and constantly talk about things. And this is why I, I tell you as young people, because this is the question I got recently, um, uh, which was kind of threw me off guard because I got it by, by, by <laughs> my daughter and some of her friends. And, uh, and then I got it by a group uh, that I was speaking to a while back. And the question was, well, it was simply put, they put me on the spot. They said, well, what would you tell your daughter in terms of how to have a first date, the conversation, what type of conversation she needs to have? And then after thinking about that thing, I said, you better have a conversation of substance. Now, here's what I mean by that. You better learn how to have conversations with anybody you deal with, whether it's potential friends, people you want to surround yourself. You better be able to have conversations of substance to talk about real issues and real talk like we do here 
Because if the person cannot talk to you at that level, it tells me they don't read. It tells me they're not well informed. And if you're not well informed, I can't have you around me influencing me when I know you're not well informed. That's not going to end up well for me. So right. I think we have to, you know, that's the message. You have to continue to have talks and lead, lead discussions with your peer groups and others that you influence about these real issues. You can't go silent on. Yes, I do agree. You cannot go silent on that. And being more aware of just society as a whole. And like you said earlier, we have to go back and challenge some of these rules that are set in stone because really once you go back and you reevaluate the case, some error, some human error has been occurred. So I definitely do agree. But Mr. Peters, I think Irvin Law has a really big surprise for our family, don't you think? We do. We have been talking about, and, and I'm and thank you for reminding me, Kennedy. Let, Kennedy, let me get this out because people are like, when is a free class? When is a free class? So Kennedy has been working hard to make sure that I honor my commitment to teach this free credit 101 class. And uh, Kennedy, if you would give the details, I'll, I'll switch screen a little bit and tell them a little bit about what that's going to look like here. But um, I'll let you put the details. So it's our master class. It's the Credit 101. And so what I'm going to have you do is go ahead and click that link and register. It's going to take you to the Credit 101 course. And then you will simply click to register. Once you enter the information to register, it's going to take you to the screen. You will log in. So you're going to actually create an account. Once you create an account, uh, free account, no charge for you. One time only you create an account, then it's going to, allow you then to join the master class from there on that day of. So you will be able to click right. And it's not long registration. I'm only asking for name, email, phone number, and city. Uh, you hit continue, fill it out. It's going to take you to another screen and have you log in. I mean, create an account, create an account. And then from there, you just hit join master class and you'll be able to come into the classroom and we are going to break down credit one-on-one and really give you the stuff, the rules to the game. I'm giving it to you. So I, I tell people all the time, there is nothing we do in our program that you can't do yourself. Um, so if, if you want to do it yourself and tackle it yourself, come to this class. It's free. That means this is my way of saying helping you. I'm going to give you all the knowledge we have for free. So if you don't take advantage of this, this is on you. Right. But this is the only time of the year I do it to get you starting off right. Um, I have Attorney Irvin talk a little bit about his experience because I think it's very important. I got to do something very special with him um, over, the, over the weekend that, that meant a lot to me, but I'll let him share that. But Credit 101 Masterclass, free, 100% free. Uh, you ain't got to worry about me trying to sell you 5,000 things in the course. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we're going to get right to the business. And the reason why we're going to get to it, it's only 30 minutes. I'm giving it to you in 30 minutes so you can do it on your lunch break, get back to work, do whatever you need to do. We will start on time and we're going to end on time. So if you get that late, that's on you. 30 minutes, credit one-on-one, that's February 10th from 11.30 to 12 noon. February 10th from 11.30 to 12 noon. That's Is that next Thursday? That's yes, Thursday. sir. It is next Thursday. So I have enough time to register, get ready to listen learn about some great credit tips. It's important to have great credit. I never really realized that until my parents both really drilled that into me, especially as a young adult. Not only that, it's important as black people to make sure we have great credit. We already have a lot of obstacles against us as just people ourselves, but making sure that we establish great credit so we can always be able to obtain really a sense of things in life, but not only that, be able to smart change your behavior before we can just change your your um, ways. So that's really what's important with this credit webinar with our credit one-on-one. Make sure that you join our Facebook group, The Credit Corner. You can always get the up in details about this. Like Mr. Peter said this is free and it takes less than five minutes, really less than three minutes. It's not that long to register. Yeah, And good point about the group. So for everybody that comes to the free webinar, you will be admitted into our private Facebook group. And that's where all the videos and everything we share throughout the year to help you will be in that private group. So 
And people always say, when are you going to post some credit stuff? It's in that private group. Come to the webinar. Um, you'll get to walk through this uh, completely and learn Elevated. So this is your opportunity. Credit 101, February the 10th, uh, put on by Urban Law, sponsored by Urban Law. And Kennedy will be will be leading the way. I'm going to turn it over to Charles at this time. Charles, did you want to add any insight to the credit program and what you know about it? Oh, I know it works. <laughs> I know it works. I mean, um, you know, at our age, Kennedy hadn't reached his age yet, but one day she will. You go through twists and turns. Life can present all types of lemons, and you have to learn to make lemonade. Part of my lemons became credit, credit slides due to life events. And so I approached Leslie about uh, going through program. Just like anybody else, no favors, <laughs> uh, to make sure that I got back in tip top shape. And he called me this weekend with this long preamble. And I'm like, what is it, Leslie? Get to it. And then he wanted to welcome me to the 700 Club. And uh, I was, I'm actually closer to the 800 Club. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, Sorry, excuse he wanted, me. He wanted to, uh, Bring me, bring me that good news. But it's been, uh, <clears throat> it's been, a, it's been a journey. As much as I thought I knew, I've learned so much more. And so, for those of you who have decent credit, it's worth it to level up to the next level. And like I told him, and I will tell you all, I'm not done yet. I'm trying to get to the 800. I don't, I don't know if I ever get to 850, but I'm trying to get, trying to get up there. <laughs> Yes, sir. We have a personal experience right here from Attorney Irvin himself, y'all. So please, please, it takes less than three minutes to register for that webinar. It's going to be 30 minutes. We're going. To, we're not going to be on CPT time. We're going to start on time. We're going to end on time. So you can go right back to work, making your money and making sure that you can attend the webinar. Also, here is the fire if you can't see. But like I said, we will be posting this and up into the event, so you have more than enough time, guys. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Made the fly myself. Well, that's right. And Kenny, I promise you, we're only doing one free one. Only one. one. <laughs> so, I hope y'all hear that. Y'all can thank Kennedy for that. So, Kennedy, you round up all your college students, all your friends, because I know they, they, they never got no money. So this is what they need to show up to. Uh, take advantage, take advantage of it because it's you you're guaranteed to learn at least one thing in there. I know you'll learn more than that, but it you know. Yes, sir. Well, y'all, this has been a really great show. We started time flies, out, time flies when you're having fun. We started out great, you know, understanding your worth. And we're going to end with understanding your worth, but with credit. But Kennedy, I got one more thing I want to remind us about. And, and Charles will appreciate this. We sometimes forget about it, but I just got an alert on my phone while we were in the show. And I want to bring it. I want to remind us of something. And um, <sighs> yeah, we, we have just crossed over 900,000 uh, deaths from, uh, from Corona. Um, that number is actually, oh, as of a few minutes ago, we crossed over 900,000 deaths, 76.1 million cases in the U.S. The virus is still real, people. Do the things that we have in place to protect yourself and to protect others. Just want to remind us of that. Uh, I know sometimes it's easy to forget that. And it's easy to Put it on the back burner, but Corona is still it's still with us, and so we just need to be smart as we navigate through life, and not be careless, because even though it's trending down, it's still killing people, and there is nothing, there is nothing in our history that's killed nine hundred thousand people. So. Continue to be safe. Yes, please continue to be safe. Mask up. Get your vaccine. Get your booster shot. 
wear your mask, take your vitamins, do what you can, do your part at least. So we can at least somehow not learn to live, uh, try to cure COVID, but learn how to navigate life with COVID and handling this issue. So please, y'all, please make sure. Yes, indeed. Hey, any last words y'all want to say before we end the show, fellas? Sign up for the credit. Yes, sir. One more time, absolutely free. Sign up for the credit um, and learn. And then for all the ones that attend, you're going to automatically be um, giving the instructions to in, uh, request and you will be added into our private uh, the Credit Corner Facebook group. And we will continue to share information with you throughout the year. So we'll be doing weekly shows in the Credit Corner. All the way, and Kennedy has made me commit to this. So, so, so Kennedy has made me commit to doing weekly shows. Just quick tips in the Credit Corner Facebook group throughout April. So that means you're gonna get that free content to walk you through. You'll be able to ask questions, post questions. We'll be going live, so that type of thing. You'll be able to ask those questions, and we'll be able to answer them in real time for you. So it's not like you're just gonna have this one time and we're gonna walk away from you. You're gonna, we're gonna be with you for the next uh, several months to make sure we help you increase your score. And and then and 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 if it gets too much for you, say, look, I don't have the time. You can always enter our program and pay us to help you. But either way, this is an opportunity for you to change the game in your future. Yes, sir. Like I said, link is in the chat. Link is on the screen, y'all. Make sure you sign up for the webinar. Register. Thursday, February 10th at 11.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. noon. Y'all be safe. Stay masked up and have a great weekend.